The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Does that blow your mind? That just happened. What is up? What is happening? That is right. It is in this league. Our style is uh, defensible. Our something is impregnable. How's that go, Bogman? Impetuous. My style is impetuous. My, my defense is impregnable. Listen, everybody, in this league is impetuous and impregnable and all those woods and stuff. I don't know. I love them. I love these guys. I love it's it so good. much, I got to smash it right in the face. Yeah, I love it so much, you got to crack your microphone. <laughs> you got to crack it across its face like my teeth. What's up? It's in this league. We got a killer show for you today. There's football happening as we are football. talking in the live setting. In the live setting, there's football happening. Nothing important, though. You can listen to us. All the good people are gone. Uh, we have an incredible show, though, because Sigmund Bloom from footballguys.com and the co-host of the Audible podcast is joining us in the next segment to talk Bogman football. Football! Football! Huck it, chuck it all night. Hour two, Adam Azer from CBS is going to be joining us. He is going to have to, he's going to hear the results of a bet that he probably forgot about that he made with us that we are going to catch him on air with. Uh, we're going to so, talk football so and baseball. The Welsh? Welsh might also be hearing a bet that he he forgot nah, about in there. Maybe a no, little no, bit. No. I, uh, no, we're good. I'm the host. So I don't have to. It's a le- It's actually a legal thing. If you host a show, you don't have to follow through with a bet. But on that show, it's legally binding. <laughs> uh, if your okay. voice is heard well, more than anyone else's on a show, you're legally binded not to. We'll see uh, what Twitter feels about that. I, I bet. I bet okay. Twitter won't agree with you at all on there. Let's let's hope not. Uh, but we'll talk football. We'll talk baseball. <laughs> and throughout the show, I'm I'm incredibly. I mean, how perfect was it for Red Heat and Rage to completely destroy our open segment here by spending their last <laughs> segment talking about the <laughs> the the jerseys and stuff? And uh, they didn't like it. I like it a lot more though. And I mean, there's a lot that were garbage. A lot of guys didn't try. Let's put a poll up because we love to uh, we love to spend our first segment with polls, Bogman. It's our favorite polls. thing. I like how I want to know what the just cranky. By the way, well, a lot of guys like Dicky was just Dicky, you know, like they could have gotten better (laughs) with it. But there were four that I picked that I thought were the best. So let's put this out on FNTSY radio on the Twitter handle and go and vote and we'll uh, go through the show. And maybe we'll unveil some nicknames for us. I would love to hear what what your guys' nicknames for Mm -hmm. us will be and our guests. But here are the four best that I picked. Kyle Seegers on the back of his jerseys. Everyone knows, by the way, player. uh, What was it? The. The Players Week, they're going to allow nicknames to be on the back of jerseys uh, for Major League Baseball, and they're selling them. So, the, so a lot of guys pick nicknames. Kyle Seegers, he put Corey's brother, which is just, I think, the best. Uh, Aaron Judge has all rise, as it should be, of course. Lance Love McCullers it. and Colin McHugh have a hilarious one. Each uh, McCullers has Snapdragon 1, and uh, McHugh has Snapdragon 2, and then Robinson Cano has Don't You Know. Don't You Know, yeah. Robbie Cano. Robbie Cano, don't you know? I like that one. I think 
I mean, What's do you yours? have one for me? Mine would be Uber uh, Eater, Yeah, I right? got one. <laughs> yeah, maybe just Eater. That would be good. Oh, but Eater. come on. Uber Eats. No, Uber I mean, Eater. come on. Yeah, that's true. You are an Uber Eater for sure. I don't know. Let's hear what everyone has to say. Go uh, look for the poll on FNTSY. Vote on, on that one. And then let us know what you think ours are. Uh, it's going to be pretty good. All right, coming up on the other side of the break, it's Sigmund Bloom, fantasy football guy, thefootballguys.com. More coming up in this league. Many fantasy football players are focusing on their upcoming drafts later this summer. But the smart fantasy owner knows there's another big draft before the one where you pick the players. The first step in building a winner for the 2017 season is to draft the best team of experts for your preseason prep. So make the right selection and pick the squad at rotoexperts.com by purchasing the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. The Roto Experts roster features FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer and former Fantasy Football Writer of the Year Scott Engel, nationally acclaimed top ranker Jake Seeley, 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison, and many more analysis with impressive stats. They bring you a draft package bursting with all-pro analysis and in-season coverage that'll guide you to title glory. So pick the team to help you build the right team. Make your first important selection of the 2017 season now and get the exclusive edge fantasy football package from rotoexperts.com. Be sure to enter promo code free radio at checkout for your discount. It's in this league. Got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they used to make in this league. I'm the smartest guy in the world. Says who? IQ test you took in prison. Brought to you by Carl Jr. In this league, brought to you by FNTSY. Maybe Carl's Jr. at some point, Bogman. Hey, do you frequent the Carl's Jr.? You know it. You know I you frequent know the Carl's Jr. Come on, man. It's a fast you food place know within, it. Dri- within driving distance of me. I like the uh, Double Western Bacon Cheeseburger. That's, uh, that's my go-to there. Strong. I'm not sure I've ever had Carl's Jr. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I ever have. But I can tell you what everybody else is going to have here in a completely platonic way nothing to do with food or any other innuendos (laughs) it is a dear friend of ours from footballguys.com the co-host of the audible podcast one of the great follows and and you know reads and listens in the fantasy football world he is sigmund bloom and he is on with us right now sigmund what's up my man i'm just like everybody else buzz buzzing the the football world we've had real news to chew on for a couple of weeks now uh wheels in motion in our head and ready to put it all in motion in the drafts and then get the season on it's a beautiful thing we're like ready. like football is. is happening as like like we're yes. talking and football is being played in america right now yeah and, it, and the like, beautiful we, thing is, is we're, you know, we're already putting our beliefs to the test yeah yeah totally and that's the best thing my favorite thing about today <laughs> if people are kind of following it at least you know if you're listening on demand this is kind of the past news but what happened Within a quarter of football is apparently Kelvin Benjamin is going to be the next second Julio round Jones, pick. second round <laughs> yeah. pick Kelvin Benjamin. So, so obviously the the big debate here, segment is Odell Beckham Jr. or Kelvin Benjamin this year. Right, right, right. Well, and that's I suppose a bit of a, a byproduct of you know this a Wednesday night game in the preseason. Uh, but I do think it's a, it does highlight that. The lasting image that we all had of Kelvin Benjamin this offseason was 270-pound Kelvin Benjamin and conditioning issues and, and so on. Uh, but he's still the number one receiver for this team. And even though it hasn't always been pretty, he's put up 
wide receiver two numbers in his rookie year and in his third year. And last year he was coming in off of an ACL tear. So this should be the best Kelvin Benjamin that we've seen to this point. And without Ted Ginn there, there should be some extra targets for him. So he's hovering around the sixth round and and looks like a, a decent value right now before tonight. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. So footballguys.com and uh, the Audible podcast, two mainstays in the fantasy football world. Anything that we need to make sure that our listeners and the FNTSY listeners uh, know to be on the lookout for over at Football Guys or the Audible podcast? What do you got going on? Absolutely. Uh, What people need to know about at Football Guys right now is through the end of this week, you can enter our giveaway, footballguys.com slash giveaway. And we're giving away 100... This is good. We're giving away hundreds of our DFS books and app, free apps and, and subscriptions. But first prize, grand prize, is uh, okay. and you get in a league with 11 football guy staffers. And if you can win that league, I think it's the best ball league. If you can win that league, you'll get $10,000. You'll get a spot on our staff next year. You'll get to come to our staff retreat. And you'll get a spot, like this is the smallest part of it, you'll get a spot on the couch with me. you get to appear on all my show. So uh, I think that's a really excellent prize. And, you know, there's hundreds of other prizes. But footballguys.com slash giveaway. If you're already a subscriber, you can still enter. Uh, we're excited about it. And we're excited to see how the grand prize winner does against us. Do you so, take bribes? Uh, yeah, I was about to say, can yeah, right. hosts on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network possibly enter Ab- that? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Everybody can enter. So footballguys.com slash giveaway. And it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see how the league goes. Also, there's, uh, I think, 10 spots where you compete against David Dodds, the, the massive brain of football guys. And if you beat him, you get 100 bucks. So This is pretty badass. All right, footballguys.com. Go check out the Audible podcast. Sigmund bringing the heat. I love it. Let's all go do that contest. We'll get uh, the ITL Nation to back that up and go sign up. Let's uh, let's have some, in some fashion, ITL invade footballguys.com. That is an incredibly, incredibly cool prize. But how about we talk about some football, Sigmund? Sound good? I know you've been doing a little bit of that lately, right? Yeah. We talked about it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Oh, I was say, yeah, you you had the mention of uh, the the shape of Calvin Benjamin, which is just like a sure. perfect transition to one of the first things I wanted to talk about. <laughs> this is already a thing, I guess, but today, as we're talking about Calvin Benjamin news popping up, this one I thought was pretty interesting, and I'm really excited to hear your take. Bob Condota, let's say, yeah, uh, he is a uh, he covers the Seattle Seahawks for the Seattle Times. Puts out a tweet that says, Lacey working solely with the backup units during team drills. Rawls appears the clear number one right now. Eddie Lacey, Thomas Rawls, we're going to do some battles because that's kind of where we're at right now. It's a camp battle time. No one has necessarily solidified positions. So let's just start right off the bat. Lacey, Rawls, did that tweet do anything to what you were already previously kind of thinking about these guys? Talk to me about Lacey versus Rawls. Sure, sure. It had to. It had to because every incarnation we've seen of Eddie Lacey in the past was the lead back for the Green Bay Packers. And he didn't get automatic starter money, like a one-year, $3 million deal, I think. That, that doesn't scream, we're going to give him 300 touches, but you still think they sign Eddie Lacy with a plan of having Eddie Lacy get the most touches in the backfield, or at the very least uh, be in close to a timeshare with Thomas Rawls, probably a better goal linebacker. I think he's a better receiver out of the backfield than Rawls. And you know, let's mention C.J. Precise has some role, pretty sizable role also, in this backfield. But we thought it'd be Lacy 
Rawls 1-1-A at least. That's like a worst-case scenario for Lacey. And the co- collective hive mind of fantasy football reflected this in the way that Lacey was going in the 6th or 7th round, and Rawls is going in the 12th, 13th, 14th round even in some drafts. Now we think now that might not flip. I don't think we're going to see Rawls get to the 6th or 7th round and Lacey fall into that part of drafts. But I now think this becomes a much more muddled situation because Lacey had ankle surgery in uh, November of last year, I think. So it isn't like the ankle, they're bringing him back slowly because of the ankle at this point. I, I think we have to assume that Rawls is running hot. And remember, Rawls last year was coming back off of a pretty gnarly ankle surgery and then had an injury during the season. So maybe we haven't seen Rawls. Remember, at the end of his rookie year, Rawls looked like he was on his way to being an entrenched starter in the NFL. Not so much last year, some ups and downs once he came back. Maybe Rawls is just finally picking up where he left off in his development. So this just gets cloudier. And maybe the answer is here to stay away from all the Seattle backs because if they're splitting, this isn't like the New Orleans backfield where the New Orleans backfield routinely produces big games. Even though they often have a timeshare, uh, there's big games. Last year it was Hightower to have a big game, Ingram to have a big game. Seattle, with the exception of a few games that Kristen Michael had a handful of touchdowns, wasn't really a great running game. And I do think the offense should still run through Russell Wilson. So maybe this clouding of the situation might mean just stay away from that backfield in your draft that's cankle surgery for eddie lacy i think yeah actually (laughs) (laughs) what about what about in cincinnati segment we got joe mixon going off at 39 Joe bernard going off at 134 and jeremy hill going off at 129 we thought geo was going to take a little bit longer to get back seems like he's back and he's good to go how does that kind of muddy this situation Oh, it definitely does. And I think before Bernard was ready to go at the beginning of training camp, uh, there was some talk that he might even miss a few games into the season. And this, the script, the idea would be that Joe Mixon would share with Jeremy Hill, basically blow Jeremy Hill away, and in general blow away the, the, the Bengals and show them that he needs to be a 20 to 25 touch back. Or, you know, he can do everything. I mean, he's, he's a back who compares favorably to, say, Matt Forte, where he can receive out of the backfield, he can pass block, he can break tackles, he can elude players, he can break long runs, he can do all of those things. Uh, and if once he did that in the first few weeks with no Giovanni Bernard, then they, they couldn't put him back in the bottle. But now that Bernard looks as good as he, he does, as healthy as he does, you pencil him in for 150, 175 touches, some passing down work, and Jeremy Hill will probably still get some short yardage work. It's hard to tell a story where Mixon takes over this backfield now. That being said, we've seen in the past that talent does create opportunity, so maybe folks that are taking the Mixon in the third or fourth round will be vindicated once they start to play, but right now he's got some big obstacles. Who's your guy here, by the way? Because uh, with the battles yeah. here, we're, we're going to continue. we got about a minute here. On the other side of the break, we're going to continue with some of these battles. A little little theme of the show that would have been better if I had properly sure. set it up in the last segment to open to the show. But <laughs> uh, some more battles here. So Mixon going 39, Bernard going at 134, Jeremy going about 129. With about 30 seconds here, which side do you uh, sit on as far as your drafting habits would go? Yeah, probably none of the above. Um, you know, Maybe Giovanni <laughs> Bernard in a PPR league as depth for bye weeks and injuries and emergencies. But where Joe Mixon is going, if I'm going to take a shot on a running back in the late third, early fourth round, it's Marshawn Lynch. And that's just sentimental. But also because I think that while DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard both got over 100 touches last year, so there were some obstacles to opportunity, Latavius Murray still turned that situation into low running back one numbers where the Cincinnati offensive line is going in the opposite direction. And uh, I I just think that Lynch is the guy I'm going to tell myself a fairy tale about uh, more than Mixon at that point. 
All right, I like I like fairy tales. Uh, well, we can uh, it's bedtime <laughs> stories. Bedtime stories with Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. That'll be a, a new kids book, just like all my uh, all my friends are dead. Like that book we talked about, Bogman. <laughs> uh, I think if there if there's any of these. Joe Mixon is maybe uh, like when we look at the back end of the season or when we look in September right before the drafts happen, I think I'm going to look back on Joe Mixon as being the player that I changed my mind on the most from, let's say, early July to the beginning of September. And I think a lot of people would probably agree with that. We've got more coming up on the other side of this break. He is Sigmund Bloom from FootballGuys.com and a co-host of the Audible podcast. It is more Battle Wars coming up on the other side of this break. It's in this league with Bogman and the Welsh. Don't go anywhere. RotoExpert.com Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Brand new for 2017, RotoExperts.com presents the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Roll with me through the 2017 season as I get you ready to draft and dominate all season long. It's only going to cost you 20 bucks to win your fantasy league this year. Hell, you spend 10 times that on a Friday night and leave empty-handed. The Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package features articles, videos, and rankings that will help you be the man in your home, office, or high-stakes leagues. Plus, you get private access to the fantasy executive snapchat where you can interact with me directly head on over to rotoexperts.com and sign up for the executive edge fantasy football package chill with me all season long and win big in 2017 with the executive edge fantasy football package powered by rotoexperts.com What's up in this league back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network? It is Bogman. It's me, the Welsh, and we are joined by the great Sigmund Bloom over at footballguys.com, and you can hear him on the Audible podcast. Go to footballguys.com. Check them out. They've got an awesome contest we talked about in the first segment, giving away ten grand. Uh, spot on a couch with Sigmund. That was actually the order. Like They're, like, they're getting like five or six things away in this really cool contest, and the order of importance was uh, $10,000, and you get to like hang on the couch with Sigmund because really, like anytime I like a couch is involved, I know the day is can't go in the wrong direction. You know what I mean, Sigmund? <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. On the couch is, is you know it's a, a bit of a, a, a double entendre because of my name Sigmund, and I try to psychoanalyze or uh, uh, you get get to the the mental, intellectual, psychological layer underneath football and fantasy football. But also, we we all like to plant ourselves on the couch every Sunday and. You know, for some of us, we actually get to call it work, which is just silly. Yeah, and for some of us, we, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle that's yeah. Some of us, it's going to lifestyle that's going to kill us at uh, thirty-eight or something like that. Bogman, like yeah. you and I. Who are you talking? Uber Who are you talking and, about? The yeah, <laughs> Uber Eats. All right, let's get back to this. We're back to uh, it's battle. It's battle day at, in this league where we're just talking a lot about camp battles. It's the big conversation that's happening here, and we are having to decipher through a lot of the waves and the mess. That is fantasy football and positional issues. We just talked about a few of them here. This one I think is really, really interesting, and it's it's a totally common one where you get a, I wouldn't call him an established running back, but the best running back, quote-unquote, on a team, and then you get a high-end rookie that a coach falls in love with. And I look at the Spencer Ware versus Kareem Hunt situation, and I, I was at a little bit of a loss recently. But Spencer Ware, with an ADP, at least as far as PPR goes, according to Fantasy Pros, at 47 versus Kareem Hunt, which is at one. 
13. So, Sigmund, where do you stand if you had to pick one of these guys based on the ADP, Kareem Hunt or Spencer Ware? If I had to pick one, it, it would be Hunt just because he's cheaper. But I think this is another one that we can handle in one take in the sense that the lack of clarity makes me want to avoid this one because I think Hunt can take enough away from Ware to make him more of a flex play, a, a boom-bust play without as big of a boom as he had when Charkandrick West was the only obstacle between him and touches. But I also don't see Hunt overtaking Ware. I don't see Hunt displacing him and getting enough work that you're comfortable starting Hunt every week. So if Ware's getting 15, 18 touches a week, Hunt is getting eight to 12 touches a week. Um, how this is going to play out is you're not going to be happy that you drafted either one. What about uh, the wide receiver situation, the slot situation in Philly? We've got Jordan Matthews is uh, going off at 121. Nelson Aguilar still going off at 238. But all the talk of camp is that Nelson Aguilar is the darling. But then uh, Peterson came out and said that Jordan Matthews' role is not going to change. So which one are we buying here? Probably not either one, but if you had to pick one, which one would it be? Probably Matthews, just because, uh, just based on his production over the first three years of his career, he can outproduce that very cheap price. This is by far the cheapest it's been to get him in drafts, uh, but there's a good reason, because they haven't had outside receivers like Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith. Uh, I would think that if those players play up to their past, play up to their potential, to what they're getting paid, then Jordan Matthews becomes more of a 60-70 catch player and every week is not somebody, you know, his production could be roughly Mohamed Sanu, uh, you know, players going even after him in the draft. So I, I just think that Philadelphia is not really a place where we would look for the slot receiver to have a big year now that they have legitimate outside receivers. And that also applies to Zach Ertz. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, how about another wide receiver situation that is not ideal in nature, but it does have a lot of really interesting cheap late wide receivers that you can pick from, but the decision for a lot of people is going to be, where do I go? Robert Woods. We're going to the Rams, by the way. Robert Woods yeah. with an ADP of 150. Tavon Austin with an ADP of 183. And the talk of camp, which can be great or dangerous, Cooper Cup with an ADP of 213. Who are your targets here uh, with the Rams? Yeah, I would say if I'm going to take one, it would be Tavon Austin, just because he can create big plays. He had some big weeks last year, even in the absolute disaster that this pass offense was. But can this pass offense even support one? In some ways, the fact that Woods and Cup are upgrades from what they had. I mean, maybe Woods isn't an upgrade from Kenny Britt, but he can be a competent outside receiver. Cup can certainly give them a, a very competent route runner and possession target on third down. So if they're all solid players, including Tavon Austin, we know, and the other thing is this offense was just morose last year. I think Sean McVay is like a, a, a Prozac or something for this offense. They, they'll perk back up. <laughs> but, but who's going to be, who's really going to be the, the con consistent weekly option? I don't think it's going to be any of them. So I would take the one with the highest ceiling. But unless we see Jared Goff take a big step forward, this isn't really a place to look for somebody that's going to blow away their ADP. Well, a good place that you're going to be able to get into the mind of Sigmund Bloom is going to be over, obviously, over at the Audible podcast. And you guys covered a bunch of interesting things recently. I know Bogman has a kind of a topic to talk about that you guys talked about. But um, maybe the setup real quick. we got five or six minutes here. Just real quick, who are a few guys that you, you noticed you were starting to gravitate towards, whether it's in conversation, yeah. mock yeah. drafts, real drafts, uh, and, and possibly their players, even if you, you, know, you don't want to hone in on a draft uh, 
way to look at it. Guys that you might be higher on than the collective industry. A couple guys that Sigmund's on. Yeah, I'm more and more. I'm finding myself gravitating to Corey Davis, and I know that he's out right now, week to week with a hamstring injury, and that's part of the reason I'm gravitating to him. I think that he will be put right into the starting lineup as soon as he's ready to come back. And then, you know, there's a, there's a bust factor here of he comes back and re-enters the hamstring. So be it. If he's falling to the ninth, 10th or 11th round, I'm willing to take that chance for the upside here because he missed a lot of the spring with his ankle injury, came in and started dominating practice, was a starting wide receiver uh, ahead of Eric Decker, and then gets hurt with his hamstring. But I, Odell Beckham showed us that sometimes a rookie doesn't need to ramp up in the summer to be able to make an impact in the regular season. I loved his game. They were zeroed in on him as the number five pick, even though they didn't get to see him work out, even though he didn't get a chance to work out at the combine and show his measurables. He was coming from a small school. And I, I, I had a feeling about this player and even though the injury is slowing down his development, I think that we saw the breakout start at the beginning of training camp when he was, by all accounts, dominating practices as a rookie. And we may see him dominate some games. Um, and, and staying with Tennessee, I like Derrick Henry. I like Derrick Henry because you can get him in the seventh or eighth round and he might win your league. And I think he's going to force them into give him, him as many touches as, say, Tevin Coleman gets and still be a solid flex play. So I think he can deliver value on that seventh or eighth round pick, even if he doesn't become the starter, even if DeMarco Murray stays healthy. But if Murray goes down, jackpot. Love it. I, I love the takes. I've been pretty big on the Titans offense, too. It's just, yeah, you know, it seems like there's a, uh, a divide, whether you're Team Corey Davis or your Team Richard Matthews. You know what I mean? And I think I'm with you. I, I lean towards Richard Matthews more. But I wanted to ask you, I found it very interesting. I was listening to your live podcast from Vegas, and uh, you got a question about Gronk. And then after the question about Gronk, you kind of – Talked about zigging when everyone's zagging this year as far as draft strategy, how you like to take two high-end running backs, a big tight end like Gronk, and a quarterback high, and then kind of buy in on all the wide receivers. Is that uh, is that right? Did I hear you correct, or am I making yeah. that up? No, no, I, now, I think that is right. Now, I, the, the thing that I found really, really interesting was, and it was a great point that you made, is you said everyone is going to be trying to get running backs because they're always hurt or the zero running back system, people are letting them fall. So a lot of fab money is going to be bid on running backs, and you would rather be plucking up wide receivers than, uh, than running backs. I found that fascinating and very, very smart, too. I thought it was a great strategy. Yeah, I think players like you know Tyrell Williams, for instance, last year. I, I think that Terrell Pryor was probably even on a few waiver wires last year. Uh, that the, uh, the people are trying to beat each other to the punch on running backs because their draft strategy includes, well, I'm going to try to find one on the waiver wire where, where wide receivers, everybody spends a lot of early picks on wide receivers, and, and they're not combing over the early wide receiver potential breakouts with nearly the, the same detail or, or the same um, eagerness to pick them up. And, and the other part of this strategy is that wide receivers just so deep. You know, I see wide receivers in the third round who can produce like the wide receivers in the first round. I, I see them in the fourth round, guys like Golden Tate or Michael Crabtree that I feel very comfortable as my number two. In the fifth round, you can get guys, you can get you know, Emmanuel Sanders, um, Kelvin Benjamin, who we talked about. Uh, you can get Pierre Garçon in the fifth or sixth round. You just keep going down the board. I like Marvin Jones. I like Ted Ginn. I think he's being over, <laughs> completely overlooked. Cameron Meredith in the sixth, seventh round. He could definitely lead Chicago in targets. Um, 
Adam Thielen was coming on for Minnesota. He's somebody you can get in seventh or eighth round. Uh, Tyler Lockett I still like in the second half of my, of my drafts. So I, I'm fine with, say, spending five picks between, say, the fifth round and the twelfth round on wide receivers and just seeing if I can get three hits, including all three of those Tennessee receivers. So th- there's a lot to choose from. And, and it's a numbers game where there's no way your league can keep you from having some of those wide receivers available for you when you're on the clock. What's really interesting about that, Bogman, we have a term for that at ITL that I, are, I, I you know, such an amazing term I coined, t- hashtag top tier <laughs> players. That's what that thought process is there. Uh, and we're 100% in on the two, the, the heavy running backs on the top end. We've only got about like, you know, 30, 45 seconds here. Can sure. you just talk about Gronk real quick with yeah. a, a 2180 P? Like, like, how are you on with Gronk at 21? Because when he was healthy for four games, and that might be the lead, he was only healthy for four games. When he was healthy for four games last year, he basically outproduced any wide receiver during that period. So it's almost an unfair advantage if you can get that. He, when healthy, he's one of the five most valuable players in fantasy football. I'll take that chance on him, and if it flames out, it flames out. But if it works out, then I've got a big advantage. No doubt. I love it. All right, he is Sigmund. <laughs> Bloom from footballguys.com, co-host of the Audible podcast. Make sure you go and check that out wherever podcasts are heard. Go to footballguys.com and register for that incredibly cool contest that is going on throughout the rest of this week. If you're listening live or if you're listening on demand Monday, you know, to or was it Thursday or Friday, you will be all set to sign up. Sigmund, thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate your time, my friend, and look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks. Anytime. All right. We'll be back. More in this league coming up. Don't go anywhere. It's Bogman of the Welsh. Be right back. In 2016, Scott Engel predicted an impressive second season from Melvin Gordon. Jake Seeley recommended Jordan Howard. Bobby McMahon forecasted a JGI breakthrough. George Kurtz saw a big year coming from Matt Ryan. And Joe Galena picked Rashard Matthews as one of his top sleepers. These predictions turned fantasy owners into champions, and the same crew returns this year. With more savvy calls in the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package at rotoexperts.com. Don't miss the calls that create winners. Register now and enter free radio at checkout for a special discount. Hi, I'm Austin Hedges, and you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome in this league. I love you. Ready to party! That's right, always ready to party in this league on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're battling. Battle, Bogman. Camp battles and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Camp battles... It's hard to buy into. It's it's hard, like especially because we eat the stuff. Unless they're up. on hard knocks. If they're See, on I hard knocks, it. then I re- I really like. Did the you camp watch battles. it? Well, I did. There was real no camp battles in the first episode. They were like, did Jameis Winston get on the table and, and yell with crabs and say incendiary things? No, no. They went to his uh, like the house he grew up in, and you know, bomb. They should have went to the Alabama. school that he went on the table in, and then they should have went to the. Uh, what was it? The the uh, grocery store <laughs> the that he stole, he stole the, the crab crabs legs. in. That would have been great. What was what were they thinking? Uh, I don't know, but uh, probably that they actually wanted him to cooperate and be on the TV. They're like, "Hey, is this the place where you got arrested stealing stuff, Jameis? Is that it? This is cool. So, <laughs> this is cool. How, how about <laughs> which how about crab James exactly Winston did you ver- steal? <laughs> Jameis Winston versus uh, staying out of trouble. How do you like that as a as a battle? Oh, okay. I'm gonna say that Jameis Winston can win that because uh, he he's all grown up. He's all grown up. Mikey wins because I think he's in a good spot now. Doesn't need to 
Uh, he doesn't need to prove anything standing on tables and grabbing things and doesn't need to grab any uh, crap. So <laughs> I will say that he is in good place. So speaking of which here, let's talk about uh, I, at the end of this segment, you know, we, we've already talked. We've got a couple things going on here on the show. I want to know about the best nickname jerseys. Give us nicknames. So if you want to tweet at us at is it the Welsh mm, at body and sports, if you, I know it is, it's kind of it's a little dicey. But if you guys got nicknames that we could put on the back of our jerseys, I want to hear as well. Use the hashtag ITL Live when you tweet at us. And the next hour, we've got a segment we're going to be dedicating to answering your fantasy football, football questions, anything like that. So drop it. Drop it on there. Uh, and I'm also, I got, a, I got a fun battle that I want to talk about at the uh, end of this segment that will extend into the next segment. There's a couple camp battles that are going on that are interesting. We just talked with Sigmund about Eddie Lacy and Rolls. We talked about the Joe Mixon and the Bengals situation. I want to ask you particularly about the Jaguar situation. And let's say on a, let's use a scale system, one to ten. Uh, maybe we could do the bog system, five bogs being the worst, uh, no, one bog being no. the best. Let's just go one to ten. Ten being All right. the, the like like this news really matters. One being this news doesn't matter. Okay, uh, Jacksonville. Leonard Fournette drafted as the top guy, but they're now saying that Chris Ivory, Chris Ivory could be the short yardage back, splitting some carries, and you got T.J. Yeldon, who's kind of the receiving back. On a scale of 1 to 10, I really want to use the bog system, but I guess I can't. 1 to 10, no. how important is this Chris Ivory Fournette news? Like a 2. I mean, you don't spend a number 4 pick on a running back to have Chris Ivory be the short yardage back or the goal line back or any of that stuff. I mean, I think this is just, you know, maybe Leonard is a little bit behind the 8 ball as far as camp goes. But once he gets on the field and he starts doing Leonard Fournette things, they're going to be like, Ivory who? Who is that? I can't remember his name. Oh, that's the guy that we had last year? No wonder we sucked. Leonard you know Fournette who I saw? is going to be amazing. I think I saw um, Mike Clay, was it? That was on Twitter. But whoever it was, like Aaron Burke, I don't know. They, they likened this situation to Ezekiel Elliott. Remember last year where it was like, well, McFadden and maybe Morris is going to get a little bit of run, so let's let's camp, let's camp, temper down Ezekiel Elliott going four overall. They, they likened this to a similar situation to say, don't buy into the hype. Leonard Fournette is going to be just fine. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to – Leonard Fournette's going to be the guy. Don't, don't anybody worry about that. What about this one, though? And I know we're in the middle of an IDP slow draft, and – you just took Zay Jones, and you were very upset by this news. Anquan yeah. Bolden signed with the Bills. I mean, scale of 1 to 10, how important is that? I mean, it's, it is big. It's a big deal because he's a major, major three-set target. And, you know, Tagod, he got 3,000 yards last year, which is fantastic. But he's still going to get his rushing yards. So if, you, if you're really going to, like, hunker down and say, okay, this is a quarterback – Unlike a lot of the rest of the league who's going to go out and get maybe 4,000, 4,500 yards, you're probably getting 3,000 to 3,300 from Ty God. You've got LaShawn McCoy, who's a big option. You've already got Sammy Watkins. You just added Anquan Bolden with Zay Jones. How much, you know, how quick is Zay Jones going to be able to pick up this offense to be a major target here? And Zay Jones, I think they're putting Bolden in the slot, which is going to make him the safety option, which kind of sucks because I was hoping maybe Zay could move into that as well. I don't know, man. I think. I wouldn't be shocked if Zay could over, even overcome Sammy Watkins, but it may be a next-year thing. This news, which has become a battle of Anquan Bolden, I would say I think it's a 7, a 7 out of 10 on the concern scale for a person like Zay Jones because Bolden, he's just going to get his run. I mean, do you agree? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that 
you know, uh, Bolden is the slower he gets, the more of a tight end he is. Uh, really, I mean, he was kind of he was everything you wanted out of Eric Ebron last season in uh, Detroit. So uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, it, it definitely hurts Zay because he's going to be the wide receiver number two. Zay will have less time on the field this year. But, you know, Sammy Watkins, like we said before, likes to get hurt. I, you know, he's uh, if Sammy Watkins doesn't have injury concerns, he's probably a top 10 wideout. But he just does. You know, he's well, that's been never hurt, happened. So. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, what, what about uh, Jamal Charles uh, sitting out preseason week one? Hasn't cut at full speed yet. This is another guy that you drafted. Um, are you worried about yeah, that? I mean, I mean, yeah, preface this when you talk about this. This is a 16-man with IDP, with keepers, and I took him and like, I didn't in the draft 10th him, round. Of, did, right. Yeah, well, I needed Jones. a backup running back. I'm just yeah, kidding. Just, yeah, you're no. just picking Dude, on Dude, I me. just took Chris Thompson. Give me a break. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know. My, my problem with Jamal Charles is the conflicting reports because – we heard he was like he was cutting like a week ago. He was cutting and things were looking better. And then in a 24-hour period, he was going to play in the first preseason game, and then he's not. And C.J. Anderson is there, so I would call it. I'm gonna give it a three because I don't. I think like this is what we expect from Jamal Charles. Like I think they said Gronk isn't <laughs> even gonna play in the preseason. I don't need Jamal Charles right. to play a bunch in the preseason. I need his 10 to 13 touches in season and I need them to be explosive like he does. So I would say it's minimal at best. I yeah, I, I guess I would say it's a five just because, you know, I, I don't think I think you're right and we're not gonna see anything out of out of him before the preseason starts. Uh before the regular season starts. I don't think we're gonna see any of him in the preseason and that, I mean that's worrisome going into the first week. But even that if he doesn't play the first couple weeks Oh, of course it does. I'm a big Texas guy and a big Jamal Charles guy. And you know, oh, at you, least you, he didn't you, retire, you said guy but, wrong. You meant yeah. Homer. You said Homer wrong. Homer, not guy. Yeah. Uh, well, guy, Homer, you know, it's all the same to me. So, okay. All right. Uh, I want to ask you this, Beer, because when I thought of battles, I was thinking of all time battles. <laughs> and actually, you know, what popped in my mind was, you know, Game of Thrones is on, is on my mind. And we were actually talking about, you know, no spoilers or anything, but the previous episode was pretty amazing. Um, as most Game of Thrones episodes are, but it brought me back to thinking about some of my favorite episodes, and one of those was the Battle of the Bastards. Um, you know, John Snow, John Snow, Ramsey Bolton. But then it just got me in this whole vibe of talking about camp battles. I was thinking, Bogman, what are the best battles of all time? So I have some options. I don't know if this is worthy of a poll. It doesn't matter. Pavona can decide. I have got some options here that I'm going to throw out. I want to hear what someone else thinks, you know, tweet at us. Is it the Welsh Bogman sports hashtag ITL live? Some of the best battles they could, I, I don't Now I'm not talking about like, like uh, what is it? Like 300, you know, like the, what was the, ah, I can't remember the guy, okay. whatever the movie uh, the guy is 300. The Leonidas, like Leonidas versus, I'm not talking necessarily that though. I guess you could throw it out here. You're talking Here's about like came up with Bogman. Josh Gordon versus sobriety. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Well, I mean, Josh, I, actually, a great battle would be sobriety. That would be the headline. This would be like the undercard to McGregor and uh, Mayweather. Josh Gordon versus Justin Blackman. Who comes out on the? Mm. Who comes out on top? Spoiler alert: Nobody. Pot ever. salesman. All yeah, the exactly. pot salesman. So here's some battles. <laughs> I'm in, and you decide, Bogman, if you can throw any out here. Rocky versus uh, Apollo Creed. That was a great battle, right? All time. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, Luke versus Darth Vader. I feel like this is up your wheelhouse like because you're a nerd. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, I'm a nerd. I like uh, that one. Okay, 
for the wrestling fans, Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon. That was like a 10-year yeah. run thing, right? That's a big okay, nerdy John's... one. I mean, really, anyone versus Vince McMahon was big. Yeah, but Stone Cold was like the first of it. And then uh, I want to throw out Jon Snow versus Ramsey Bolton. So Rocky versus Apollo, Luke versus Darth Vader, Stone Cold versus McMahon, Jon Snow versus Ramsey Bolton. All-time great battles. Now, I do have some battles that are a little sketchy. Should we talk about the sketchy ones here, Boggs? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go. Okay. Here, here's the, um, I don't know, this is the B-side to the best battles here, and please, let's hear what people think. Uh, first one, similar to your Josh Gordon one, OJ versus a guilty plea. What do you think about that one? Mm. It's a tough one. It's a tough battle. You're not going to mess with that one. No? Okay. Mm. The People no versus Larry Flint. That one just seemed fun. Larry Flint. Larry of course, Larry Flint. Um, <laughs> this one, I wrote this down and it just makes us laugh. ITL versus weight loss. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Remember <laughs> how excited I got? I, I, I don't think I got any more excited than when I was talking about Carl's Jr. earlier in the show. So, you know. <laughs> how about Eddie Lacy versus China food, as he would call it? <laughs> how about Eddie Lacy versus weight loss? He's actually oh, winning, Eddie Lacy. I guess. He's, oh, I he's getting say, bonus like, checks. Yeah, Eddie Lacy versus you and I would be a good one, but he's doing like physical activity. We're on the couch with Sigmund Bloom here, and Eddie Lacy's out running and eating China food. Yeah, exactly. I love China food, but I don't love it nearly as much as uh, Eddie Lacy. I think Joe calls him Cheeseburger Eddie. Like in, Cheeseburger. Uh, uh, what's the name of that movie? The, the jail movie where they're all playing football. Why can't it? It just left my brain. I can't remember the name oh. of it. I know what you're talking about. Pavone. The longest yard. The, the longest, longest yard. There we go. I got it. All right. Yeah. Oh, he was like two seconds behind you. All right. That's that's pretty good stuff. Uh, more battle talk. We've got uh, maybe some more battles we'll talk about. If you guys have any of your opinions, tweet at us. Is it the Welsh Bogman Sports? Best battles of all time in any capacity. You can let us know. And in the second hour, we got Adam Azer. So don't go anywhere. Bogman of the Welsh in this league. Want the most accurate predictions for the upcoming college football season? Then you need to get to GoForTheChew.com Power 5 Preview. Available now at RotoExperts.com. I'm college football analyst Joe Lisi, and my predictions and insights have been featured nationwide parlaying my successful predictions in Las Vegas. I get you ready for the upcoming year with in-depth breakdowns of every Power 5 team, schedule analysis, Heisman favorites, and much more. The GoForTheChew.com Power 5 Preview at RotoExperts.com. Get it now and cash in later. Uh, yeah, in this league. I just can't rap. Like, so, like, I always want to. Anytime we come into something like that, I want to be like, one, yeah, yeah. No, let's not do that. Let's not be as <laughs> mo- let's not be the most embarrassing person in radio because plenty of people that could fill that shoes. Let's not be that person. Yeah, I'd like to hear you yeah, rap. Yeah, let's though. try not I'd to. Pay- nope. Okay, I got a new Why, why, why a new would idea. you just do that? Why would, why would you say, I cannot rap at all, but let's Let's have you do it, fat boy. Go ahead. Have a great time. <laughs> what? Here's the new idea. Well, we'll start the GoFundMe. It'll be Bogman on a treadmill that eats a Carl's nope. Jr. and then raps about the Carl's Jr. burger. I mean, all I like out of that is eating Carl's Jr. Well, I mean, None of the rest of that is good like, for me. We'll set it like $1,000. $1,000 GoFundMe that we split 50-50. <laughs> I'll do it for $1,000. So. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. You get five. No, no, I don't think so. I get I get at least nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. So you well, can have one dollar for the idea. One well, buck. That's what you get. That's not gonna work. Uh, so I I will cost as much as uh, who was that pitcher that just got traded for a dollar? <laughs> Ernesto Frieri. Yeah, Frieri got traded for a dollar. That's amazing. By the way, uh, rumor going on. Uh, according to uh, Jerry Krasnick of ESPN, that the Indians are working on a deal to acquire Jay Bruce. Mm, I like that for the Indians. They could use uh, they could use another big-handed lefty bat. So, and that probably says that uh, you know Michael Brantley could be pretty damn hurt. Can you imagine? By the way, just uh, we Pavona sent us some some stuff. What was it? In like Entour- what Pavona? Come on here. What are you talking about? Entourage was someone sold for a dollar too. So remember the episode of I don't know. Did you guys watch Entourage a lot? I wasn't a big no. Entourage guy. So one of the episodes is where uh, the guy plays Pablo Escobar in Medellin, and it turns out to be like this big flop. It gets you know booed in, in, at the Cannes Film Festival, and the film ends up getting bought for one dollar. <laughs> that's like well okay i can't like nowadays you like you know the quote-unquote dollar menu it's like a dollar seven so can you imagine wouldn't you just rather be released it, it's the ultimate insult on the planet for anything to be a dollar outside of joining the itl army which you can join and you can support in this league for a dollar those are the best <laughs> insults outside of that being traded for a dollar is absurd. It's Not the most the absurd thing in the world. I hate it. I hate. I, I just. He should have been released, or you know, like I mean, trade him for a bucket of baseballs or something. That costs more than a dollar. Just something, you know. I would rather be traded for the washing machine, like Monix and Semi Pro. I would what rather be traded for anything that? else than a dollar. That's that's the worst. God. Yeah, we all, you get yeah, a, we a bag of Carl's Jr. is more expensive than a dollar. I'd rather be traded for that. Uh, we talk about that type of stuff. It's crazy. So a uh, quick update here. we got a whole lot going on. Uh, we got a couple polls that are out there. We had the best polls. nickname for an MLB jersey from uh, the, the, what's it, the Players Week that's coming up. Corey Seager's Corey's Brother jersey apparently is running away with the best nickname. It's got 46%, but New York is coming in. By the way, 69 votes, so nice. 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 Uh, he's got 36%. And we got another poll out there, which I want you guys to go check oh. out. It's in honor of NFL training camp battles. Which battle is the best one? Apollo versus Rocky, Luke versus Vader, Stone Cold versus uh, Vince McMahon, and Jon Snow versus Ramsey Bolton. So go check it out. FNTSY Radio. Go vote on those polls. We'll talk about more of it in the next hour with Adam Azer from CBS. Azer. He's going to be joining us. And he's going to have to uh, pay up on a bet. we got a little audio that we're going to play, Adam Azer. Uh, yeah, Bogman uh, may have won a bet. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk football. And we're going to answer some of your questions. At us on Twitter, hashtag ITL Live. After Azer's out of here, we want to answer your questions. Baseball, football, about anything. Carl's Jr., doesn't matter. You hit us up, <laughs> we will answer. Don't go anywhere. Second hour coming up in this league on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.